0: Hello beautiful queens and join me as we open up conversations that help women walk through difficult transitions and inner healing while unleashing the potential that God has placed within all of us to become untamed and unchained. In each episode you'll get the tools and resources to create the change in your life that you desire as you unleash your vision, your gifts, And your voice and your confidence to live the life of your dreams i give my listeners and clients love and support however i do take the direct approach and we cut out that bs in your life so instead of playing small you can create big leaps into your life now let's dive into this episode Today I want to welcome Queen Emily Woodward. I met this incredible woman. We met down at a retreat in Arizona and her and I just connected so beautifully. You have she has such a powerful journey. And we are totally just winging it. She has had an amazing journey. Like you went from being a nurse to you walk through fertility journey. And now you have this beautiful baby that I get to see in front of me. I'm sorry. Those of you that are listening to like on iTunes and Spotify and all the places that you're not seeing the video but he is also a guest speaker on this, so we might also hear from him as well
1: today. You may. Yes, you may. Hopefully that's cool with everyone.
0: That (laughs) is totally cool. We are so here for it. We love all the baby noises.
1: See, he's already saying, I got
0: something (laughs) to say in this world. He's ready to use his voice.
1: Um,
0: But Emily, I just would just love if you would share a little bit, like I want to hear your journey, but you used to be a nurse. And like what took you from being a nurse to like, what, what propelled you to leave that and to go into like the natural healing?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, first, Leona, thank you so much for having me today. I'm honored to be here and it's just, it's always wonderful to connect mm-hmm. with you. You're such a beautiful soul and I love that our paths have crossed and we're here together today. So. Yes. Thank you for that. Um, yeah, so my journey, oh my gosh, it's it's long and winding and, and very special indeed. But um I've been a nurse for 13 years, primarily in the um neurotrauma ICU, surgical ICU, medical ICU. I've been in critical care for a long time. Um, and so I've I'm definitely um, you know, i've got got my foot in in the allopathic model of of medicine, obviously. and um, what ended up happening for me was, um, gosh, I just I loved being a nurse so much. I loved every moment of being a nurse until the moment I didn't. And so, um, I always the kind of gal who I thought I would be a nurse forever because i was I was so in love with it. I loved learning. I loved the fast paced nature of the ICU. I loved um, critically thinking. I loved collaborating. I loved the family dynamic with my patients. Um, I loved the autonomy I had as a nurse. There were so many facets of my career that just, just really did it for me. I was so happy. And so I always thought, this is great. I'm I'm never going to have to switch careers. I'm always going to be a nurse. And it wasn't until I I started to have some health challenges of my own, specifically hormone health challenges. I suffered from polycystic ovarian syndrome, hypothyroidism, and subsequent fertility challenges. And I just wasn't really satisfied with the answers I was getting from um, the allopathic model. Um, Basically they were like, well, there's nothing we can do. Here's IVF when you want to get pregnant and here's a pill to control your period's in the meantime. And that didn't really sit well with me. So um, I just remember like feeling a resounding no in my heart when my OB told me that. And I said, huh, I should probably dig into this a little bit. So I did. That was, oh my goodness, that was in 2014 or 2015. It was a long time ago. And the more I learned about how food and lifestyle and stress and your, your life impact your health, Uh, the more uncomfortable I grew in in medicine, I was like, Oh, okay. I'm really, I'm missing such a big piece here in this, in this model. And so the more I learned, the more uncomfortable I I became, the more unhappy I became. And I'm somebody who really has to be like completely in love with what I'm doing. And if I'm not, I have to, I gotta go. (laughs) So it was one of those things where it was a very slow unraveling. It took me probably eight years to get out of the hospital until um, what, what ended up happening was I was feeling very um, just stifled in, in the hospital. I just, as much as I still loved my patients and I know I was doing good work as a nurse and who I was at the time it just, it wasn't, I would wake up feeling like sick going to work, right? I couldn't fall asleep the night before a shift because I just was so unhappy. And I really had to start listening to that. And I I finally did. One day I just decided, you know what, this is not for me anymore. So um, it was a long unfolding um, after, after then healing my body and um, healing my polycystic ovarian syndrome and restoring my periods and um, my hormones. And then after years, about three years of, of, get having challenges, getting pregnant. Um, we conceived our perfect little baby bear here. Who's in my arms and part of this beautiful day here with us now. And um, yeah, so that's kind of my story in a nutshell.
0: <laughs> that is so incredible. I just, I can still remember down at the retreat when you were like, you, you were literally like my saving grace there. Cause remember mm-hmm. we were talking and I, I thought my life was over cause I couldn't have coffee in the morning anymore. <laughs> Yes. I remember this. I remember. And you're like an angel sent from heaven. And you're like, no, you can have coffee. I just need you to eat first. Yes. Yes. There it is. Yes. And he was like, oh,
1: wow. My life is restored.
0: We can proceed with
1: life. (laughs) I remember that that was such a funny day. And there were several gals there who we had had this conversation and you would be amazed at how many women can have so much positive positivity happen in their health just by that small tweak eat breakfast then have your coffee it's amazing it's like such a simple thing right it is such a simple thing and i've taught it like i have
0: shared it on my morning videos i have taught and i've had like multiple people jump on board i still have some that are resisting it because they just can't get out of the mindset of it but that's okay because they'll go there when they're ready for it but
1: it was like when we were oh
0: Can we just go back there to where we were?
1: (laughs) Let's go back. That was so fun. I was on Cloud Nine for so long after that trip, meeting you beautiful women and just forging such beautiful friendships that that I still have many of them today. Like, I just just feel like we all, that was so meant to be. And I'm just very grateful it was such a life changing and you were like
0: such, and even today being in your presence, I'm like, Oh my gosh, you're oh. so like, you're like so much sunshine. You just, oh. you vibe. Like, like you said, if you don't, if you don't love what you're doing, then you can't continue. And I can see that with you because you're just like this vibe of sunshine that wherever you go, yeah. it just like shines out of you. And, oh, um, it's thank just, you. it's so great to, cause this is like the first face to face well, zoom, but face to face conversation that we're having since all that time. And yes. I'm just like, it was such a beautiful intertwined retreat. We got to learn together. We got to grow together and everybody brought like their different gifts to the table. And I as well, I'm still friends with a lot of the women and it did create like this huge shift, you know, of just all the things. And I remember like the adrenal cocktail, yes, like all, and a lot of women, like we live in a world that is very masculine driven. And so I think a lot of us women are unraveling that, Uh you know, this isn't working for us. How do we take care of our bodies? Uh Our hormones are over the top or like thyroid. Cause you know, mine had crashed and got to heal it as well. And you helped me along in that journey. And so If somebody is really struggling with like their hormones and Mm -hmm. kind of that hunk right there, what is something that you would advise to them? Like where to start? Because it can be so overwhelming.
1: Oh my gosh. It's so overwhelming. And we live in a, we live in the information age, as you know. So there's an abundance of information available to us 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And there's lots of, everything is conflicting, you know, do this, don't do that. And it's so, um, Oh, like you said, it's overwhelming and there's just a lot of noise. And my favorite thing to do, it's the simplest thing. You don't need a health practitioner to tell you this, but bringing it back to the basics. Are you nourishing, nourishing your body? And, you know, you know, being in the season of motherhood that I'm now in for eight whole weeks, you know, me and all my wisdom here, you know, when we have (laughs) little babies, we think, you know, there's, there's like five things we think about. Are they fed? Are they rested? Are they, do they have all of their needs met? And we, I and so my question for a lot of people is just why don't we ask ourselves those questions? Have I eat, When's the last time I ate? When's the last time I peed? Am I warm enough? Am I do? Am I getting the love and support in my in my community from my family, my loved ones? Um, when's the last time I pooped? You know these basic biological things that we think about when we have little babies. Of course we go down that list, but when it comes to our bodies and our health, our hormones um, it's, we forget about that. We, we neglect the basics in favor of things like fad diets and fasting and, and this supplement and that latest expensive gadget that the wellness industry told us we need to buy. And my, my resounding like lighthouse in this whole conversation of wellness is, am I nourishing? Am I eating well? Am I satisfying my body? Do I feel happy? Is this, is, is my lifestyle in keeping with joy and happiness? And because at the end of the day, that's what it really comes down to it. it, Anyway, (laughs) that's, that's it. That's, that's where I have to start.
0: that was just whoa that was packed with a punch and so Mm -hmm. simple because we need it so simple and like you said we're in a time of information so we like consume so much that we can't even begin to take action Yes, and that's where I have like uh, gotten off of a lot of like I'm on social media to do my thing but I definitely put a stop to the scroll because it's just I, I feel anxious. I feel overwhelmed. And yes. I'm like, I just need somebody yes. to simplify this for me. Cause I yes. already have like 500 monkeys loose in my brain. I don't need to add more <laughs> chatter up there.
1: Yes. Yes. And I think, you know, to kind of extend on that a bit, I love that, how you said that because, um, we, we lose sight of our truth. We lose sight of what we know inside to be right for us. Cause what's right for me may not be right for you. What's right for the next person may not be right for the other person. And so when we can kind of quiet that noise, I love what you said about social. Yes. And a lot of us get our health information from social these days, you know, there's a lot of Mm -hmm. great practitioners who are out there. Um, A lot of people have various messages, but when we're inundated with all this information, you're right. It's hard for us to take action and it's hard for us to hear our own truth because, um, and, and that's really, I think what guided me in, in healing, um, and to be where I am literally in this moment, in this rocking chair, in this day with this baby in my arms. And I just feel, Mm -hmm. um, I feel like when we can tune into that, well, you know, taking the pieces from the various people we get information from and taking what resonates and leaving the rest, that's really where we can make the best decisions for ourselves, our bodies and our health. Yeah.
0: That's mm. so oh, <laughs> and, and I'm just watching him all snuggle <laughs> up in you and my heart's in puddles right oh, now. <laughs> too. Welcome to my every moment of everyday. <laughs> I just love how you're so in love with this oh. process. It's so precious oh, no. and just to, you know, It it just hit my soul so deeply when you say "come home to ourselves," Mm. Um, because that is where it really—that's where the gold is. is when we can learn how to come home to ourselves. And because there's so much noise, we often have like the shiny object syndrome, you know, like, well, maybe I'll find an answer here. And I I remember when you were saying that, you know, that takes me back again to when you and I, you were sharing a lot of that. And, you know, I applied so much of what you taught down there. And I remember thinking later, I was like, I feel like my journey was, you know, speaking of the mind complicating things, but (laughs) I was like, I feel like my journey was almost too simple to heal myself, but it was always like listening. You really taught me how to listen Mm. to my body, Mm. like learn how to get quiet, Yes, listen to your body because that was part of my issue was I didn't know I would always just chug another cup of coffee or Mm. I would just, Mm. you know. And which I do have a question for you Absolutely. <laughs> Shocker. I know. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Bring it on. <laughs> um, and I feel like this can apply to at multiple levels. It doesn't have to apply to, but so, you know, I lost my mom in January. Oh, and so one of my body's responses was like, I was craving sweets mm. and I was like, okay, mm. this is, uh, I know this is like trauma related. This sure. is, so what is going on when your body starts? I I paid attention to it and yeah. I got myself off of it. What, mm. what my own conclusion was, was I was trying to cope with the, yeah. like, I, obviously, clearly I was trying to cope with the unknown and the loss of her, but it was yeah. almost like an intimacy thing. Yeah. Uh, and sweets just brought comfort.
1: Mm. Absolutely. I I'm of the belief that when the body is craving something, whether it's sweets, whether it's salty, whether it's, um, comfort food, whatever, um, that's, that's a need. That's the body's basic way of saying, I actually need you to nourish me more with this. So again, back to the noise, we live in a world where a lot of people say sugar's the devil or carbs are bad, or, you know, don't eat too much salt. You're going to get hypertension, whatever, you know, Um, But truly when the body is asking for something, we have to heed that message. So, and, and, and we know that you are going through some very, a very sad, heavy time. You are, you're, you're sad. You just had this massive loss. You're grieving and -hmm. your body is under stress. Like obviously you're feeling emotional stress, but that also translates into physical stress in the body. Mm -hmm. And so when we're under stress, whether it's, I'm late for work. I have a deadline or I've just lost my parent. This The body ha- experiences stress in its own way. And so, I, so that's how I am. I mean, you're not going to crave sugar forever. But in that moment, in that time, however long, it's like, okay, my body is actually asking for more. So how can I do this in a healthy way? And mm-hmm. so what I would say to somebody who's having cravings like that, I would say, okay, enjoy, enjoy the things that are bringing you comfort, but let's make sure we're enjoying them in a balance. So, um, sugar is not inherently bad. Just pair it with a protein, pair it with a really good fat and enjoy, enjoy the balance because the body's going to respond better in that way. And it's going to satisfy that craving. So I think it's just your body's response to stress, whether it's emotional, but that eventually translates into the physical stress.
0: Yes, absolutely. That's why when I noticed this, I was like, okay, wow. Like this is, it was like instant hits, like the dopamine hit or uh-huh. something that was happening. And I'm like, sure. okay, we're going to step back and ask myself, you know, what is, what is going on here? What does yeah. my body, cause my body is like seeking comfort of something, yes. obviously, Yeah, you know, and we hear those vague sta- statements, mm-hmm. but it's actually going in deeper. And I'm like, a lot of times yeah. people aren't even aware that that's what their body is doing. Like absolutely. we're, we're just in response you know, we're reacting and it's like, oh yeah, I want, it's just normal that I'm craving this or I'm craving mm-hmm. that when it's really, like you said, coming back home to yourself. Well, yes. wh- why is your body craving mm. that it's needing something, which is, oh gosh. And so we're <laughs> and, like, we could talk for days. Cause I have like I know, all these it. questions that are like I coming know. up. Cause I'm like, <laughs> you know, hormones is another one. That's a big issue. Yes.
1: Yeah so would you mind sharing a bit of like your journey of like hormones and just Absolutely. Yes. And it's so funny, like how our stories become our unfolding. It's just so beautiful. Yeah. I, and I look at all of the the challenges over the years and I wouldn't trade a moment for anything because it it brought me to right here and it's just so powerful. So yeah, I, I was diagnosed with polycystic ovarian syndrome back in, I think it was 2014. And like I mentioned, my physician was like, well, here's the birth control pill to regulate your periods. I'm using air quotes for our listeners and um and in IVF and 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 subsequent fertility treatments um when you're ready to have a baby. And that just didn't sit with me at all. And so I really set out to figure out what I could do about this. And um, what I, what I found was just that um, how much our, our lifestyles and our food can impact our, our health. And so after a long time of figuring out fine tuning, I I realized I was underweight. I was probably about seven or eight pounds underweight. So kind of struggling um, in that way, because my body just didn't have enough stuff to to <laughs> have happy hormone balance. It just didn't. And um, I, I was definitely a bit of an over-exerciser as well. And and just, I didn't really understand what nourishment looked like. I knew, I thought I knew, and I and I have gone through lots of, you know, I don't want to say like fads exactly, but I've done all the things. I've done the green juice. I've done this supplement. I've done all these things, um, but nothing, nothing really, you know, moved the needle a whole lot um, for me. And so what ended up happening was when we decided to, start having, you know, trying to have a baby, Um, there was so much there. There was so much that um, I knew was missing. I could just feel it. And it was like this knowing, even though I couldn't quite put my finger on it. And it was really getting in tune with my, my hormones, um, my cycles, you know, uh, everybody talks about the cycle and yes, you know, our every 28 to 32 days, we have a bleed, but what's happening in each of those phases, what's the nuance of your cycle. And so I found that, you know, I'm a late ovulator. I don't ovulate till day 19. A lot of women ovulate around that 12 to 14 day. I don't ovulate till day 19 usually. And so, you know, getting pregnant or trying to get pregnant on day 14 doesn't heal the baby because I don't ovulate for a while. So, things like that. Um, I also realized that I was under an inordinate amount of stress being an ICU nurse and seeing death and dying every single day. And that's when I really realized, Leona, that my lifestyle and my wants were not in alignment anymore. I couldn't l- keep living the life of an ICU nurse, dealing with the stress, dealing with what I was dealing with in the ICU every day. And be optimally healthy. And so that's all, really what took me out of out of the, there was a few other things as well. But the as far as my health goes, um I just I cannot tell you the amount of stress I was under and not just nursing stress, but just I couldn't I couldn't eat the way that I wanted to eat when I was on a 12 and a half, 13 hour shift. I couldn't um my days off were spent worrying about my days going back, you know, um and, and really understanding the impact that stress was having on my life. And I now look back and see that I've been in a fight or flight for my, probably my whole nursing life. And so my unfolding in my subsequent, you know, fertility challenges really was a a lifetime of being under a lot of stress. And the body will not get pregnant when it is stressed. Okay. It just will not. And mental stress, it, you know, the body, if we're having stress in our minds, we're not even thinking about the stress that's happening on a cellular level. Think about what it takes to get pregnant, what it takes to have a baby. It's extremely stressful on the body. And if the body has a choice between keeping you alive and sustaining a new life inside your body, it's going to pick you every single time. And so for me, it took about nine months of like, I left my job. I took walks every day, I nourished beautifully, I got 9 hours of sleep and I healed I healed in such a way and plus I didn't it took me time. You know, I want everybody to understand that healing takes time and there's beauty in the healing. There's beauty in the challenges and the symptoms. There's there's a lesson to be learned in every single symptom and I didn't appreciate that to be honest with you until I was in the throes of of trying to you know, conceive. And um, so it's, it's so nuanced. It's so layered. Everybody and everybody is so different, but at the end of the day, we have to nourish. Well, we have to be looking at our stress and we have to be tending to um to our hearts because if we're not, we're just missing a huge piece of the healing puzzle. They just bring you to Ohio for a while. Yes. <laughs> yes. Bring me to Ohio. I'm a Midwest girl. So I'm, I miss that part of the country. <laughs> I just like, girl, do you
0: just, I just need to set up a whole house for you here. because nice. Like you're speaking my love language right Aww. now. <laughs> um, Cause I have like really gone into this journey of, you know, in and I'm working on putting some things together actually for women of like going oh. into our femininity and. Yes. You know, being the woman that God has created us to mm. be. And what is, what does the feminine and mm. keep saying nourishing? And that's yes. something that I like have been teaching my clients. Yes. And that has been a word that has been surfacing over mm. and over of how undernourished we are. Oh, and we're like breadcrumbing. You know, they talk about oh, our yeah. relationships. I'm oh, like, yeah. we're breadcrumbing over here. <laughs> and so it's funny because when I work with my clients and they're like, when I'm like, just go take a nap, like, Rest mm. your body, mm. and they're like, But what if I'm lazy? No, yeah. trust me. I, the women that come into my life are like the overworked, the overachieved, the yeah. overwhelmed, the burnt out ones, where you literally have to like put them in time out. Yeah. And some of this stuff is so foreign language. And like you said, you know, coming home to your heart, going mm. for the walks, and really listening. And it was so interesting how you were saying the things like, Oh my goodness, this is like just lights me up to hear you talk about it because like when you were in the ER and you saw all of these things and your body was in constant fight or flight, like we actually don't, we're so familiar with what shouldn't be familiar for us that when we step out to nourish and take care of our bodies Mm. and listen to our bodies, it can feel backwards because it's like, well... I'm not working hard and I'm not doing all of these things. And, you know, now like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do now? When it's really like, because the quick fix is go get medicine, you know, and, and put band-aid and I watched my, that's why I'm also so passionate about like hearing your journey and and the natural healing. Cause I watched my mom, like they did band-aid upon band-aid upon band-aid upon Mm band-aid until it explodes. It's a volcano, you know? And so just like the fact that, so what, what about the woman that is like, well, that's great and all, but I can't do that. Like, she's like, cause you know, sometimes they feel like I can't leave my job. I can't of course, we can make all sorts of excuses for herself.
1: Of course. Yes, absolutely. And there will always, there will always be, you're right. Like, like you said, an excuse or just a reason not to do it, you know? Yeah. Um, so for the woman who can't leave an extremely stressful job and <laughs> I was, that was me for a long time, you know? Um, it, yeah, that was me for a long time. You you have to build in these little practices each day that can fill your cup. So, for example, um, you know, as a nurse in California where we have mandated laws around breaks and, you know, there's a, I, I'm allowed a, an hour and a half break every single shift I have. So every break I would get outside and get the sunshine in my eyes. Um, my first break, I would take a 10 minute walk and I would just breathe. I wouldn't bring the phone. I wouldn't do anything. I would just watch my watch to make sure I knew when I left and when I had to be back and I would breathe and I would pray and I would just uh, find all the things that I could be grateful for, even in the midst of a challenging day or a day I really didn't want to be at the hospital. I would just find ways to build it in. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a cook and I really value high quality nut- nutrition. So I always come prepared with beautiful food. So I'm eating beautiful food, nourishing food that is healthy and it's going to do, do what I need it to do for my body. I would bring that. Um, If I, you know, we talked about the cup of coffee. There's a lot of solace in a cup of coffee when you're having a hard day. Um, I would drink the coffee and I wouldn't stress about it. I would, um, you know, I, I just have to build things into my day that brought me joy and brought me peace. And so um, obviously, it's hard to find a lot of that in the ICU. Um, but you figure it out. Like one of my favorite things was to organize my lines for all the nurses listening, you walk into your room, and there's a million IV drips, and everything's all a tangled mess. It brought me a lot of peace to organize that. So that's what I I built that in. because that brought me joy, or um, I would make sure that I my patients looked pretty, like I know, that doesn't sound like a big deal. But for my nurse, nurses listening and patients who have had family members in a hospital, yeah. they know how important it is for their loved one to look nice in in the hospital. And so you just you have to build things in. You have to find joy, and you have to you have to find ways to mitigate the stress because stress is always going to be there. I, I will say that I think um, the most underrated thing implicating our health these days, whether you have hormone problems, hypertension, or chronic disease of other kinds, it's the impact of stress. And I'm not just talking about deadlines and bills and finances and fights with your spouse. I'm talking about the cellular stress because we're undernourished. So, um, what I want to say and what I have to offer for your listeners there is eating, eating enough, eating often enough, And I'm not even going to get into the nitty gritty of what to eat because what to eat is going to look different for each person, but eating often enough, eating and focusing on just the beautiful act of nourishing yourself. Like, is there a greater act of self-care than saying, no, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to eat breakfast today. Because darn it, I deserve breakfast. And and watching how that shifts your day. When you're nourished, your mind functions better. You're happier. You can give of yourself more to your family, your spouse, your children, um, your community, your world. And that's what the world needs more of: nourished women who are happy in their hearts, so that we can go out and make the world a better place. I mean, right? Can we just can we just talk about that for a minute? <laughs> can we? Uh, can we just like sit <laughs> on this and just oh. oh. Oh my goodness. I
0: feel like we could light up a whole city with our vibe right now. I because agree. It was this morning, I was thinking about this whole like mastermind that I'm putting it together, which I'm actually struggling oh. to even call it mastermind because oh. I'm kind of like, I don't know, how oh. do we, um, we'll, we'll get to that ducky later, but- Yeah, absolutely. Is, is I'm like, I just see, um, it's going to take a while for me to put this together, but the vision that I have is like seeing this is like, when women can understand that when they nourish and they take care of themselves and they, they come home to their heart and they are happy and joyful, it literally transforms households. It will transform marriages. It will transform households. It will, mm-hmm. it will transform across the community. Like, and you can point the direction, whichever one that you want. Of like, we can blame all the things, but in reality, why blame things when we can unleash that power within inside mm. of ourselves and create that change. Mm. Because when you are nourishing, mm. like I know, like I have three kids, my kids are older, they're teenagers, but if mama ain't happy, nobody's happy. It's so true. And they follow what we do, not what we say. Mm. And so when I last year, that was a big thing that created a huge shift in my life. When I really got focused on not talking so much, but like putting in the action of like taking care of myself, pouring into myself, healing myself, you know, doing all these things. They started shifting without me saying anything. Our relationships began to transform without me trying to (laughs) Punch it down their throat, you know. Mm. And so when you say that, I'm just like, oh, if women can just grab a hold of what you are saying,
1: yes,
0: and run with it because you going from being you have you, Emily, you had so many reasons to say, I can't leave, you know, <laughs> there was like bushels of excuses because oh, we yeah. can leave ourselves and you would have been justified and validated yeah. for those excuses, but absolutely. You said that you saw that what you wanted and where you were wasn't going to align with you Mm -hmm. having a baby. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's going to hit some women really deep in their heart of like, because do we ask ourselves that question sometimes? Mm -hmm. If like, this is the life I'm desiring, but Mm. is what I'm
1: doing aligning with that? Exactly. Gosh, you, you just said so many amazing things right there. And, and you're right. I think it will be triggering for some, and I'll be honest. It was, it was really triggering for, for me. Um, you know, especially when you're, you know, you're living your career dream you're, you, and you're like, wait a second, this doesn't match mm-hmm. where I'm going anymore. It's like when we were on that retreat and amazing Lindsay Shores said the piece of you that needs to die to get to where you're going. And yeah. I know mic drop full body chills. I, I think of that at least once a day, <laughs> um because it's so true like there's a pe- especially when we're on a healing journey especially if we're just trying to like heal and and uplevel our lives in all the ways yeah we, it's it's hard question to ask like what part of me needs to die to get to where i need to go and the nurse the icu nurse and emily had to i couldn't she couldn't go with me to this stage in mamahood she couldn't and wow. there was a piece of me that was really sad about that because of you know you invest your life in in a career yeah. Think it's going to be your life forever, and <laughs> and then it's not, and 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 so anyway, I just think that um when we have to when we get honest with ourselves, and get quiet, and we drop inward, you know the answers are always there. You know a very dear um colleague friend of mine, um she always talks to me about you know finding the answers. They're there when you ground and you root and you center yourself. When we get quiet and we just you know, get to that place where we know what a yes feels like in our heart. And we also know what a no feels like in our heart. Yeah. The answers are always there. And I, you know, it wasn't pretty when I left, you know, I didn't have a backup. I didn't have another job. I literally, and by the way, I'm a nurse in the Bay area. So we make very good money. I went from a very good income to nothing it, it, overnight. Overnight, Girl. Yes. So let me just tell you, it wasn't, it wasn't pretty. I had a lot of changes to make in my life, Um but it was so worth it because, I just, it was, I knew where I was going and I knew what was going to unfold in the process. And anyway, yeah, that's, there's a lot lot to unpack there.
0: (laughs) Yes, but it's so powerful. I'm so honored to like that. You're going to share. I cannot wait for the women to hear your journey because Mm -hmm. literally like that takes so much courage Mm -hmm. to leave that it's it's so much courage and so much faith. It's like standing on the edge of a diving board and jumping and not knowing, you know, where you're going to land, but you just have such a drive in you to be like, (laughs) you know what this is, you know, your heart, that's what it is. You knew your heart. Yes. You knew. Yeah. You knew what you, yes. And so I would love to hear like about your pregnancy because, uh, (laughs)
1: Oh, I love this part. <laughs> well, so we'll just kind of get into like getting pregnant, which was yeah. amazing. Um we so I like I mentioned I was I had PCOS. So women with PCOS don't always ovulate and um anyway, so that was sort of my challenge. Um however, I had done enough healing to this point where I was ovulating, I just wasn't ovulating well. And that's nuanced, that means different things to, to different women. For me, it meant that um you know that b- body temperature rise that's supposed to happen mm-hmm. post ovulation. Mine was a very slow rise sort of indicating that my um, corpus lucium, which is the little sac that the egg escapes from that um, takes over and makes progesterone to keep a pregnancy intact after you ovulate, you know, um, mine was a slow rise that told me that, there's, it's not as efficient as it could be. So I was noticing patterns like taking my basal body temperature, my cervical mucus, my, my cycles, my regularity, of my cycles, plus my, you know, other symptoms, not symptoms, but signs like libido, my energy, things like that, um, those were really shifting and I was like, oh, we're moving in the right direction. So uh, when we did conceive, um, I had had several months of beautiful ovulations, beautiful temperature rises. And I will tell you the biggest thing I did in this time was I ate ate enough food, I ate often enough. I got sunlight in my eyeballs in the morning. I I was, you know being really diligent about resting enough. I was taking care of my stress in ways I had never, taking care of them before. And I wasn't, I wasn't tripping. I really wasn't. And, and, and any woman who's trying to conceive, let me just tell you how unhelpful it is to hear, don't stress about getting pregnant. I totally, I hear that. And I was somebody who would resent any person who said that, those words to me. And, but when I finally did embody it, I, it, things, things shifted. I could feel it energetically shift within because I knew I was healing because I could see it. I could see it in my physiological signs. So when we when we did get pregnant, um May 9th, 2022, <laughs> if <Aww>. anyone cares. <laughs> I know. Um I was I I knew I was pregnant. I knew I was. And I didn't even take a test for a couple weeks because I knew. It's so crazy. I was outside. I was under this beautiful bougainvillea tree. I was listening to the to the wind and it was a beautiful, sunny spring day. And I just knew, I knew this little pup was inside me. It was amazing. And so finally took a test and I knew, and then um, went on to have an amazing pregnancy. I loved every moment of pregnancy. Um, I really did. I loved seeing my body change. I loved how I felt. I, I'm, I had a really, really good pregnancy. I know um, not every woman has that experience, but I truly believe that um, I, because of my intentional nourishment, for so long prior to getting pregnant that that really helped me have as healthy of a pregnancy as I did. And, um, Come, come labor and delivery time. You know, it was a very long labor. It was 96 hours, 96 oh, hours. Queen. Um, <laughs> and it was a, uh, I, I did end up um, transferring to the hospital. I was a, a home birth and, um, but had to transfer because it was so long. and just wasn't making progress. Um, he was born very quickly and it was beautiful. I, it was the most mm-hmm. unbelievably powerful, amazing experience of my life. I literally felt myself pulling him from the other side into, into the earth side. And it was like, so amazing. And I just, I'm honored that this little babe chose me and lives at my house. Now he lives here. I get to hold him every day. (laughs) It's so It's so crazy and amazing. And I just, what a testament. And when I was losing sight, when I was very depressed, when you're in a fertility journey, you're trying to get pregnant and you can't, and how depressing it is. Any woman who's ever struggled knows what I'm talking about. Um, the moments when I couldn't, I couldn't see through to the other side, like my husband today. Is, like we'll we'll look at at Wyatt, we'll look at his look at his perfect face and Drew will look at me and say, like we did this, like you healed, you did this, we did this together. And it's just it's amazing. And it didn't happen overnight. I want everybody to know healing takes time and, and to be there for the journey. And even when it sucks, even when it's really sad and hard and messy and tear-filled, and you just can't see see straight, you know, just trusting and knowing that. You're, when you're when you're putting in the effort and the time to get your body to a place where it is healthy and vibrant and vital and all of those amazing things n- nothing is lost on you like every meal every walk in the sunshine every night when you're going through your list of things you're grateful for like this is all healing medicine Your are everything about your life has a, a role in your healing and so I just leaned into all of that and here we are and here we are <sighs> Goodness, I'm
0: not even trying to conceive. Trust me. Don't, don't you want to go conceive now? <laughs> and I'm like, you're speaking to my heart here. Hey, just like
1: even on my journey. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, whether, we're, whether you're trying to get pregnant or you're just, you're trying to heal yeah. something like autoimmune issues or cancer or, or, you know, acne, it doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. You're, you know, you can, you can heal. That's the big fat secret is that you can heal. And I don't know. I just wish more women knew that.
0: I love it. That's a big fat secret. I'm go run with that line. That's, <laughs> that's amazing. It's um, amazing. It's Yeah. Cause I'm always like, it's so juicy and it's so much goodness. And it made me think of like, when you were saying about how you had, cause I watched your pregnancy journey, like oh, when you yeah. posted and yeah. I was like dang, like, I don't want another baby, but I wish I could have had such a beautiful pregnancy. (laughs) But When you said that, it made me realize that the reason I did struggle so much in my pregnancies was because I was undernourished. Like I was under a lot of stress. Oh my gosh. And so I'm just like, wow, if a woman listening to this is like, mm. yeah, I want to have children or I'm prepping my body, mm. like, you just handed them the keys literally mm. to their journey of, wow. and like we said, even if you're not pregnant, whatever, you know, wherever you are in your journey, but just yes. to like really looking at like your gratitude and your sunshine and your oh. and meals. And I almost felt, I was like, have you been spying on me? Because <laughs> I have been str- uh, struggling with breakfast because I, I drink smoothies. You mentioned uh-huh. breakfast. I drink smoothies. And I have like these cute recipes saved on uh-huh. Pinterest that I'm like, you know, I'm going to. And I <laughs> I don't even, I haven't scheduled it yet because I'm very much of like, you know, got to keep your word to yourself, Luna, because that's where your confidence gets built uh, up. So, but I'm like, what is like? am I overcomplicating this or what is going
1: on? Absolutely. Great question. Great question. So this is when I would, you know, encourage my own clients to, you know, lean into what, what, what feels good to you. What feels like a yes to you. So this is, and this is the season of life that I'm in, you know, we're in a different Mm -hmm. season. Um, and also it's, it's cold here and it's cold in california not to be like that but it's seriously uncharacteristically cold right now so smoothies don't do it for me but give me a hot bowl of oatmeal with butter and goji berries and some maple syrup and i'm all over that like you know so really going into like what would feel really good to me these days and whenever i teach somebody how to nourish well you just have to find a balance between your protein your fats and your carbohydrates because if you're a woman struggling with hormone imbalances you have to focus on your blood sugar that the first step in any hormone healing journey is getting that blood sugar under control, because if you don't, the body perceives it as a stressor. And what have we talked about stress being the most powerful detriment to our health in all ways. So if I was going to tell a client how to build a build a breakfast, I'd say, first, find out where your protein is. So if you're like me today, I had two eggs and some turkey sausage, though, that was my protein. Where's your fat? Well, I had a big, beautiful dollop of butter on my homemade sourdough bread with a side of pineapple so i hit my protein my fat and my carbohydrates that's a perfectly balanced meal now some people listening might think oh well eggs high in cholesterol and turkey bacon no, <laughs> not really not really the picture of health but we I, th- I can't even really go into that but that's what's serving me in this in this season of my life um also we now know that cholesterol is not is not the devil it was made out to be it's actually very important for fertility it's very important for nourishing a baby and also exclusively breastfeeding. I have to, I need a lot of calories and a lot of fat, but that's what my, my tip would be is just like finding the balance and, and whatever feels good to you. If tomorrow a smoothie feels good to you, then, then find your protein, your fat and your carbohydrates. If you're somebody who is, um, in a season like I'm in just, just finding finding the balance and that's going to balance your blood sugar it's going to satisfy you you're going to feel really really good after eating a beautiful meal like that and after that you're going to have that beautiful blood sugar stabilization that's going to carry you throughout the day because one little known secret that not many people know is that if you start the day off with an imbalanced blood sugar or if you ride the blood sugar roller coaster as i like to call it like if you're a gal who drinks coffee before she eats breakfast you're going to be in stress mode all day long, all day long, because that blood sugar is so key. Think about what's necessary for your survival, getting blood sugar, get, getting sugar to your brain, your heart, and your muscle tissue, because that's what you need to survive. And if you don't have those basic things, your body's going to say, Oh, geez, I'm going to have to make sugar out of my tissues, that beautiful skin, hair and nails, um, your, your fertility, because it's not essential to your survival, your body's going to make Make energy from your tissues and it's gonna do so at the expense of that beautiful hair, skin, and nails and fertility. So eat breakfast, girls. Eat breakfast. It is so amazing. I actually have a good girlfriend who has been trying to get pregnant now for a year, year and a half. She's been struggling with her cycle. She said, What do I do? I said, Tell me about breakfast. She goes, Well, I don't eat breakfast. My two-year-old is busy. I I, I gotta get out of the door to work, all the things. I said, just start eating breakfast. Well, she just called me two days ago. She's pregnant. So I know. I'm just saying. It's a big deal. If you're skipping breakfast, that's what I would tell any any paying client, you have to start there. <laughs>
0: Thank you so much. Oh my goodness. That is yeah. like wow. like, that is, and it is very life-changing. It, oh, it truly, is. and you know, that was why my body crashed because they would even make jokes, you know, remember Amy's journey about being in the hospital, my daughter, mm-hmm. who had, mm-hmm. and they would make jokes and say, yeah, she's the coffee mom. Cause I would just mm. live off of coffee. And here I was yes. already under stress yes. with her journey. So it's like pouring
1: stress upon stress. And my oh, body was yeah. just
0: like jolted to them.
1: You're absolutely right. Well, Leona, that is, that was my story with, with nursing. Let me tell you, nurses will work for food and coffee. And, yes. and don't, don't ask me to start a nursing shift without my coffee in hand. Okay. So think about that. Like, you know, you sleep all night, you wake up, what's the first thing people do. They start their coffee pot. They yeah. drink their coffee, getting ready. They drink their coffee on their way to work. And by the time lunchtime comes around, they haven't eaten anything because yeah. coffee, Puts you in stress mode and stress mode, you know, mobilizes cortisol and adrenaline and norepinephrine, all of these hormones that tell the body this is danger mode. We need to mobilize sugar from our stored sources in order for this girl to not die. We need to get sugar to her brain, her heart, and her muscle tissue. And anyway, but back to the whole coffee thing, it's like we do we do this pattern and then Mm-hmm. And then we're, we're, in stress mode all day. And then we do that day over day, year over year until you're me and you're in full blown adrenal fatigue, polycystic ovarian syndrome syndrome, can't get pregnant because I'm under so much stress. And not to mention, I have one of the highest stress jobs ever, you know? So I yeah. want everybody to, to take note of that. Like, you know, and I want, I also want to say here that coffee is not bad. Coffee is not bad at all. It's just, you have to drink it appropriately in a hormonally supportive way. Eat your breakfast, then have your coffee because your body's now getting energy from its food. Yay. And then it can have coffee and then be like, ah, I can just enjoy the coffee. Now I don't have to mobilize my my tissues to create sugar for my brain, my heart, and my muscle tissue. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. And I actually,
0: yes, it makes complete sense. And I actually walked that when I lost my mom. So somehow, I don't know how, but in the midst of the funk, I began to grab a cup of coffee in the morning, like before eating and I, and like, I'm not sure. I'm guessing it was probably like a week or two after. Cause you know how in those times, like time just goes and you don't know my, yeah. I started waking up my whole body hurt and I was oh, like, wow. what is going on? And I was like, at first I was like, okay, I think it's the trauma from the loss, you know, my body. Mm-hmm. But then no, I was like, no, my my body is legit mad. And mm-hmm. then I realized, and literally I think it was like two days out Two or by the third day. I know it was completely gone after I switched out. And I like dropped the coffee Mm, and I went back to what I was doing. My body was like happy
1: again. Yes, yes, exactly. We'll think about like where our body takes reserves from. I want you to think about this. So uh, the body's currency is minerals you know, we go to the ATM, we put a a little card in, we get money out and then we go give our money to the grocery store, whatever, Mm -hmm. Sephora, wherever you're spending your money. Um, that's what minerals are for the body and minerals are, they're so under talked about and they're so important. And they sound so basic like sodium, potassium, calcium, magnesium, so important. Um, so think about this. You were under a lot of stress already. Mm -hmm. Plus we weren't fueling appropriately because you were grieving. You were, you know, it's shocked, you know, you're under a lot of stress. And so when you drink the coffee, the coffee then mobilizes those stress hormones, cortisol, adrenaline, and norepinephrine. And it tells the body, okay, we need to make energy. We need to make it now. So it's going to go to places like your joints. It's going to go to places like your beautiful skin, hair, and nails. And so that's why you are waking up in pain because your body was literally eating itself, like not to sound morbid or anything, but that's, that's truly felt that way, molecularly what was going on. And then when you nourished from food, your body then could say, ah, great. Thank you. So that's why people come to me. You know, I work a lot with, um, I work with a lot of patients now, but um, I get a lot of people who've been doing this chronic drinking coffee thing on an empty stomach for decades. So -hmm. I get a lot of women who have osteoporosis because the body's been breaking down the bones Mm -hmm. to make energy, right? Or I get women in there who are struggling with fertility or I get, um, you know, it's, it's uh, it's all nuanced for each of us. We all have different issues, but that's what was going on for you. So I love that you were able to course correct and listen to your body's messages. And now things are a little bit more. And yeah, more stable and and better for you, right?
0: They are, and that was thanks to you. That was stemming back from like what you had taught, you know, taught me, and it was like, oh, oh, okay, that's what, because you know, it was like coming home to myself and being like, yeah. okay, what am I doing? What is because I've had enough I have enough tools that I learned over time that okay, we know like, cause it's really amazing once we learn how to listen to our body. I think the yes. key thing is oftentimes we don't listen. And it was like, oh, shockingly enough, you know, God created our bodies in such a beautiful yes. way that when we actually stop to listen to them, mm. our bodies do know what they need and what they mm. want. It's just taking that time to like yes. stop and truly, and I know it feels backwards at the time. Cause it's like, oh my gosh, like, because it's out of your root. it's creating a sure. new habit. It's letting go sure. of those old habits, but it's so worth it once yeah. you're on that journey.
1: And yes. so you're,
0: you're in a beautiful place right now. And I Thank want you to speak a little bit to the yes. mamas because you're breastfeeding yes. and like having a baby that's that's a lot on the body. And then on top of that, you're breastfeeding and you're having a newborn and you're like over here glowing like a queen. And I'm like, (laughs) okay. Thank you. Thank you so much. Women are gonna want your secrets because this is (laughs) this is a lot of trap too. Just like you said that mom's well, I'm not getting my sleep, or you know, and we love to be like, Well, I have to we love to like just serve everybody but ourselves. And it's like come home to yourself, just stop and absolutely.
1: Oh my gosh. I have so much to say on that. Well, thank you for that beautiful compliment. My, my secret is, is a lot of fat. I eat a lot of fat these days. And so I think it's giving me the glow. Um, Also, I have a very cute little eight week old baby curled up in my arms at this moment. And that just helps everybody. Um, Actually Mm -hmm. pause really quick, Leona. I want to go back to what you said about um, God created our bodies perfectly. And I want to just kind of go on that for a Mm -hmm. second, because there are no mistakes. God did not make any mistakes when it came to the body and the physiology that is the magic, the pure magic of your existence in this moment. You and I interacting right now in all of the magical work going on in our bodies, just so we could be here together and, and connecting with your community and these wonderful women listening to you today. Like I, I just want us all to pause and have some reverence for that because there are no mistakes. And so if we're going to go back to that whole blood sugar example there, this is why God gave us backup mechanisms. If you forget to eat breakfast, or if you have coffee on an empty stomach and you don't have fuel coming in, there's a backup mechanism that's going to mobilize sugar so that you don't die. Okay. And, but is that the preferred way of doing things? No, the body doesn't want to have to break itself down in order to give you energy for your brain, your heart, your muscles. It would rather make energy from that beautiful breakfast you just gave it or that, you know, beautiful adrenal cocktail you did in the afternoon. And so just because we have the backup mechanism in place, doesn't mean that that's what we should be relying on all day, every day, because that's when we run into problems later as evidenced by that was, that was me, that that's what created my health challenges. And, and, just because mine was infertility doesn't mean that the next person's is like the next person might be hypertension or cancer or, you know, mm-hmm. Hashimoto's thyroiditis, what have you. So I just want to take a moment and just be really um, in reverence for the the beauty that God created mm-hmm. in our bodies mm-hmm. now um, to the mamas and breastfeeding and nourishing and what that looks like, um, you know, really, really honoring the fact that your body just pushed a new human out, first of all, and gave this gave life to this little soul, that is no easy feat. And it is the most beautiful thing in the entire world. But now we have the task of nourishing this little human and their every need relies on you. And so but it's like drinking from an empty vessel. If you're not nourished, how can you expect to nourish that sweet little babe? And um, so I have really leaned on my, my community, my support, my husband, my mother-in-law, my mother, um, every single person in my life, uh, you know, and, and, and letting go of the guilt of like, oh, I should be in the kitchen cooking. Or I've just spent nine hours on my couch nursing my baby. I should be cleaning. I should be helping. I should be blah, 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 blah. You know, we hear all mm-hmm. of this. We should be, should be, should be. But we're not meant to raise babies in isolation like we do now. And unfortunately, that's how women are, uh, you know, we don't, we, yeah. And so being okay, when somebody's like, can I make you dinner? Can I, can I do a little laundry for you? Can I come hold your baby while you rest? Or, you know, and so just being really um, accepting of the help that's offered to me, that was really hard for me because I, I was feeling lazy, Leona, like you said that earlier, like how a lot mm-hmm. of um, women in your community and your uh, clients often have that. A feeling of, oh my gosh, I'm lazy. If I mm. take a rest day or if I nap or if I, what have you. And, and I admit there was some of that, but then I looked down at my baby and I was like, oh my gosh, if I'm not fed and hydrated and how am I going to, how am I going to help him grow as beautifully as he needs to grow to be set up for, mm. for as to be set up as well as possible in life, you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I heard the other day that there was this woman teaching on a podcast how she was, you know, that um, quote that says it takes a village to raise a child. Yes. And she was saying like, back in the day, she's like, it was a whole village that came together and raised the children. And she's like, women are trying to raise their kids. You have the single moms, you have Mm. the married moms who are trying to do it all. And like, we're all burning out. Mm. I felt so validated. I (laughs) I felt so seen. I did. I was like you would have thought I would have gotten like an award because I was like oh my gosh like this is the secret sauce like we no wonder because you know sometimes you're just like I mean, it's gotten a lot better because of like things that I've implemented and I've learned along the way in my journey. But when I go back to when my kids were younger and I was burnt out and I was stressed Mm. out and I was just like feeling like I was failing in all these areas of my life. I'm like, it's because I was trying to do so many things by myself that we're not even meant Uh to do, you know, or we're we're to come together and like support one another. And like you said, accept and really look at the bigger picture. You just, your body just created a human you just birthed the human. And now you're not only taking care of yourself, but you're yeah. also taking care of him. It's just, yes. Yes. And so <laughs> you sharing that was just like, oh, this is so beautiful because yes. women, you get to, there's women that are going to be like, oh my gosh, okay, I could go take a nap now.
1: Yes, yes, exactly. And, you know, to just kind of bring it back full circle to like the word nourish. Yes, looks like what that what that feels like in our bodies, especially as new mamas. Hi, pumpkin. Are you gonna say hi? Are you gonna say hi to the podcast listeners? <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> we're uh, we're you know we're we're feeling things over here. Anyway, um, to to kind of go back to that when we're um when we're nourished, um, obviously with with food and we're taking care of um spiritually and. Emotionally, and we're we're having our needs met, um, and just letting letting things be as easy as possible. So, like I I was very blessed. I had some time before he was born, and I I did a lot of prep. I did a lot of freezer meals, and I I prepped everything, and so um, and we set up a meal train so that you know the first like five or six weeks postpartum we had meals. Uh, you know, we didn't really have to worry about that. You know, but I know not every woman gets that gets to do that um but if i could offer that to anybody who's listening who wants to conceive who's pregnant now or what have you or you've got somebody in your life who's pregnant or is a new mama like food food and just and just there's nothing better than a beautiful meal filling your tummy knowing that that is going to translate to beautiful nourishment for your baby and it's i don't know i don't know how to explain it it's just this beautiful continuum that just keeps on giving and um i i did stop feeling guilty about letting my husband take care of me or letting somebody come bring me dinner again, or, um, you know, no, I have to say no to that because that wouldn't be the most nourishing thing to me at this time, you know? So, um, it's just, it's a beautiful thing. We have to, we have to take back just taking care of ourselves, self-care, self-love, loving ourselves enough to say, no, I'm going to take this time or no, I am going to, really rest today, or I'm really going to focus on nourishing my body well, because it's not only going to serve you and your life and your hormones and your health for the long run, but it's going to serve everybody around you because everything is energy and energy is everything. And if that energy that I'm living in is, you no, know, I take care of myself. I I, I, I revere myself enough to, to t- take care of myself beautifully like this. It, it's going to translate and ripple out into everybody in your life. And the world is literally just going to be better and happier and a more Unified, peaceful place when we nourish ourselves.
0: You explain that so beautifully. Like you made the comment about explaining it, but I'm like, girl, you are <laughs> explaining this so beautifully, and it Thank it you. really is. And I. And I hope that my listeners actually will listen to this multiple yeah. times. Cause I'm like, you jam packed it with so much goodness. You gave us so Thank many you. nuggets that Thank even you. I am like, I feel like I got a whole like reboot and rejuvenated <laughs> session and like nourish my soul got nourished. Now oh. I got to like, just, wow. you know, Thank it you. just comes back to come- and thank you. And oh so gosh. before we end this, I want to ask you, um, where, I don't know, like, are you mentioned clients? Are you yes. working with people? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I am. So, so where they I can have find
1: you and all the goods. Give us yes. before we, <laughs> <laughs> I have a couple, um, couple different, um, avenues in which I work with, with folks now. So, um, so I'm obviously on, on a lovely extended leave to be here with my baby in these early months. Um, but, um, First thing I do is I have I have a course, a hormone healing secrets course and it's for any woman with any hormone challenge who's looking to bring more balance into her life and her hormones um so basically what it is you go to my website which is just my name emilyannwoodward.com um I have a course there for um, hormone healing. I do see one-on-one clients. Um I do 3 month and 6 month packages. Um, I do have a couple testing options. Um I I within the last seven months received my root cause protocol consultant, um, certificate. So I do hair tissue mineral analysis and, um, blood tests for my clients, um, who are looking to do deeper dives into mineral status in their bodies, because again, it's all about minerals. And, um, I also work with clients, um, in, in a local chiropractor's office here in the Bay area. Um, and we do uh, functional nutrition, which is pretty cool. So, um, if you're not in the Bay area, then, um, I, I do one-on-one coaching um, and it's all on my website.
0: Glorious. You delivered <laughs> all of it. And that's, I didn't even know you did all of that, which we're going to have a conversation shortly here after this, but. Oh, Yes. Thank you so oh, much. i like, thank you for like, just handing them so much to oh. change their life. And I know you're going to have women coming to you because literally you hold the keys to so much. And I'm just like, I need more information on all of this.
1: <laughs> thank you, Leona. Thank you so much. It's always a, a pleasure to speak with you. And it's an honor to be here with your audience. And oh. um, I'm just so grateful to you and the work that you're doing because you are changing lives and I just love being a part of it too. So oh. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much for tuning in to Unchained and Untamed. I'm confident that you received exactly what you require to unleash your potential and unapologetically own your feminine heart and soul and be the woman that God has created you to be. It's time to take the next step on your transformational journey. Apply what you've learned and know that I am here to support you every step of the way. I'd love to hear what your biggest shifts and ahas were that you received from this podcast so make sure to shoot me a message and follow me on instagram at shrock underscore leona see you there